Hello and welcome to another episode of It's Worth a Conversation and I'm your host Alexia. I just wanted to jump on and talk for a few minutes about the first presidential debate that's happening tomorrow. But if you're listening, I guess, to the podcast tomorrow, then it'll be tonight. So <laughs> at some point on Tuesday, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, the debates will be airing live on television. Unfortunately, uh, I don't have cable, or that's probably fortunately because that was intentional. We haven't had it for many, many years. But I hope to be streaming it some somewhere online, anywhere, and YouTube is usually my uh, channel of choice. And I'll be able to watch it live with everybody else. So as you may or may not know, depending on if you follow politics or not, but participating in this battle of debates we have on the left side of the ring, the Democrat nominee for president, Haddon Joe Biden, versus the current president, the orange man himself, Donald J. Trump, (laughs) as he is affectionately called by the left. This has been a long time coming, actually, and we've all been waiting, those of us who are really interested in politics, with bated breath to see who will be the winner of this first of the first of the three debates. Um, there are polls online actually suggesting that Biden won't show up, but I know that's ridiculous. Um, if he wants to be the president of the United States, you have to show up and take your place at the podium. There's a basic price of admission. Um, he'll be there. I believe that wholeheartedly. And he's got a lot to lose if he's a no-show. Um, he'll become the laughing stock, so that cannot happen. And then his name, Haddon Joe Baden, will go viral once again. But Twitter really needs to give that discussion a rest. The man's going to be there, okay? So let's not worry about it. The one person that we know that will show up is Donald J. Trump. <laughs> he's going to show up because we know he likes to show. Um, he loves the attention. He loves a good alpha battle, and he really wants this chance to prove himself that he's the better debating candidate, and he is the better candidate overall. I'm actually not a fan of ridiculing Joe Biden's, um, his age and his obviously declining cognitive abilities. There's a lot of that going online. I don't really participate in that. Um, He's only actually a few years older than President Trump. I think he's 77 and President Trump might be 73, somewhere around there. So um, they're not, they don't have that much of an age difference, but they definitely move differently. Um, I think Trump is a young 70-year-old, right? So it is what it is. And I don't think that sort of ridiculing belongs in politics. So the media and social media, they've really been relentless about him. And I actually really feel sorry for the guy from that perspective. I do believe something is happening there, though, and hopefully he will get the help for whatever it is that's happening. But what else can I say? Let's uh, not let's not judge the man that way, but let's focus on his policies and uh, what he thinks he's going to be able to do for the American people, and that's what I'm interested in. I do agree, though, um, you might be surprised to hear this, that uh, with the president's suggestion of both candidates actually taking a drug test prior uh, to the debate, I say why not? The people have a right to know that their leader was drug-free. I think this is an excellent recommendation for future implementation for the next election cycle. So Joe Biden has declined that request. <laughs> so um, it won't be happening, but I think it would have been a, it would have been something nice to implement now, but we can wait for next time. 
Will these debates actually change anyone's mind? Hmm, let me think about that. I can't say no conclusively, but I doubt it. I really do. Most people already know who they are going to vote for. And living in these very polarizing times, uh, debates not going to change anyone's mind. Majority already have their side. And one side's going to think the other side's done a bad, done a terrible job debating. And then the other side's going to think the other side has done a terrible job debating. So hopefully there'll be somebody in the middle who will be able to um, be subjective in how well they did. Democrats are extremely focused, like extremely focused on getting Trump out of office. They haven't stopped protesting since he was elected. I mean, their tenacity has not slowed even a tiny bit since 2016. So nothing really has changed. They just want him out and a Democrat bum in the seat in. That's what they want. I don't mean like a bum in terms of a homeless person. I mean just like an individual, a person. I will say that it will be a highly watched event. It will be like a Super Bowl or UFC, uh, another Mike Tyson Holyfield match. I, I feel like this is what it's turning out to be. Uh, viewership will be extremely high. There will be a lot of eyeballs on this debate. You just really can't look away like a bad accident, right? You you don't want to look, but your head turns to the left as you're driving past and you're slowing down traffic because you need to take a peek as, a peek as well. So everybody will be watching. Donald Trump draws crowds and whether you hate him or you love him you want to know what he's up to and what he is going to say next he's ridiculously funny as well uh, well i guess <laughs> depending on what side of the aisle you're on but i think he's actually quite hilarious and i believe this will be the first time feel free to fact check me everyone that they'll be together since 2017 on the same stage when Trump was entering the White House and Joe Biden was saying, bye-bye, bye-bye, Biden. <laughs> um, apparently, they will not shake hands, right? COVID, you know, one of the COVID stands. Um, a good bro hug would be very cool. <laughs> Maybe a little high five, black man dap, hey. But we know that's not going to happen. If they do the elbow tap, I will totally die laughing because I've seen people do it and I've done it too and I think it's really silly but it is what it is we've got to make it work and moderating this event will be Chris Wallace who is a a Fox News journalist and I believe he's also an anchor on a a show on Fox but I have no idea really Um, and it'll be taking place at the Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland The presidential debate topics have been released and they will be asked questions based on some of these topics, which I'm just going to review quickly. Um, They'll be touching on Trump and Biden's records. Now, when you look up, I'm going to talk about Biden first. When you look up Biden's um, legislative and political accomplishments over the years, they are, I'm sorry to say, exceptionally dull, particularly for someone who's been in politics for over 40 years. And I think it's close to 47 It's actually not that much of a stretch to suggest Trump has accomplished more in three years than Biden has in his entire career, um, in which his signature events have been supporting tax increases. No surprise there. The left love to tax. Biden has voted for tax increases 31 times in his career and also voted for Social Security to be taxed at 50%. He's got some explaining to do. (laughs) Um, the Supreme Court, as you know, the 
someone was newly uh, nominated, Trump nominated her over the weekend. Um, the, his new judge pick, uh, Amy Barrett, is under fire already. Uh, we've already seen the double standard. And of course, she's being criticized by the left for being the first Supreme Court nominee who has school-aged children. And they're using that against her. Imagine that. For the party that believes in a woman's right to choose, they sure are having a difficulty with this one. But it wouldn't matter um, if I told you this, and I'm sure you'd believe me, but it wouldn't matter who the pick is. As long as it's a Republican pick, Democrats are not interested. They would disagree as long as it's not a Democrat. That's who they want in that seat. So they're quite upset about it. It really has nothing to do with Amy. They're just picking at whatever they can pick at. COVID-19, that'll be a big topic of the night. Uh, The pandemic, I believe, will be the mother of all issues. Trump's handling will be under fire for sure. His approval ratings over the issue does vary wildly depending on your political affiliation. Um, Over 80% of Republicans, I read a study, um, approve of how he handled it. And then 8% from Democrats approve. I mean... Why even survey the Democrats? They're never going to give him any credit. So um, I don't know the sample size, but 8% is not very much. And 34% by independents uh, did say that they approved of how we handle the, the COVID pandemic. Um, Biden will most likely blame Trump, I believe, that night on stage for the death of 200,000 Americans from COVID. And Trump will need to handle that question well because uh, it's a major issue. It's a major concern for Americans and it's a major concern worldwide. And he better be prepared and he better have receipts and he better be able to speak truth to power on and, and the pandemic and how it's been handled, how it's been categorized so the truth and the American people can feel comfortable with him serving another four years. The economy, of course, now Donald Trump's, I believe this is his greatest strength and He's certainly uh, leading a strong comeback from the COVID shutdown in February, March, and I guess parts of April, um, which flattened the nation's economy at that time. But there's a comeback happening, and I do think he has this one in the bag. And I don't really think that anything uh, Joe Biden or the moderator will sh- will throw at Trump that he will not be able to answer. Um, the record speaks for itself. Uh, he always speaks, and he actually tweets about it quite a bit. Every time he's interviewed, he talks about the economy. And he does admit that it, there was a significant decrease, I think, employment, you know, tanked, you know, 50%, 80%, some really big numbers. But now it's on a really high uh, comeback. So um, he's got some goodies in his bag for that one. And I, and I don't think they're going to be able to beat him in the debate when it comes to the economy. He's got a provable record there. The integrity of the election will be under fire. Um, this whole issue of mail-in voting and the fear that it will increase voter fraud. Um, Donald Trump is against mail-in voting other than for those like, you know, military and those who live outside the country. He doesn't believe that people should receive these ballots in the mail spontaneously without them being requested. But I personally believe that there will be a large in-person turnout for voting. People are willing to line up now for everything. They're not questioning anything. And this will be no different. They want their vote to count. And the only guarantee that is going to count is it being in person. So I think people are more than comfortable of showing up in, and voting. Um, they're lining up for uh, shopping and movies and, I don't know, coffees. And everywhere you go, there's a lineup. So 
so pe- the people are, have now been trained um, to line up, and I don't think this will be treated any differently. And of course, with all the protesting happening, if you can show up to protest, <laughs> why can't you show up to vote? That's just my opinion. And speaking of protests, that's another topic that uh, the two uh, candidates will have to address. Donald Trump, um, protests for racial justice and police reforms have rocked many of the nation's cities, which we can all see. And if you pay attention to the news, it has not been pretty this year. With a lot of it turning violent and businesses being turned down and people being killed, it's just been really horrific to see. The unrest um, was sparked by the May 26th death of George Floyd, but there's been unrest over the years either way but this is a big one it's and it's actually uh, lasting quite a bit of time and now with the Brianna Taylor um, situation last week um, it's just con- it's just continuing and I'm sure this will be one topic that's going to be um, on fire and Trump's going to have to have some answers for that and of course he's being blamed for fanning the flames of this violence you know he's blamed for everything and looking forward to hearing a response on these accusations and what his future plans are in addressing it perhaps he might even touch on the platinum plan that he has for black americans this is a new plan that was just released a few days ago and this proposal includes uh prosecuting the ku klux klan which i think is only about three thousand members i mean how do you even know do you get like a carrying card for the Ku Klux Klan, like how does somebody even know you're in that? Um, and prosecuting Antifa as well as terrorist organization, making Juneteenth a federal holiday. This is a really big one. Um, Juneteenth commemorates the end of slavery. It's super important to American history. It's super important to the African American community, and everybody wants to see that happen and making it a, a federally mandated um, holiday. Um, he talks about his efforts to bolster the black economic prosperity. So he'll be building up, he plans to build up peaceful urban neighborhoods with the highest standards of policing. So I'm pretty sure there'll be an increasing amount of uh, people of color who are policing these uh, inner city neighborhoods. Um, bringing more fairness to the justice system, expanding school choice, which is another big issue. Issues that we don't really talk about much here in Canada, but we need... When you really pay attention to what's happening over there, you start realizing some of the, these things would actually work for us here in the inner cities. Um, increasing black home ownership and creating a national clemency project to right uh, wrongful prosecutions and to pardon individuals who have reformed their lives. So he's got a pretty impressive plan for the black community. And Black Lives Matter should be happy about that because they feel that if no other lives matter unless a black life matters, so... Since black lives are mattering, hopefully they'll think other lives matter. <laughs> hopefully that makes sense. But this is a pretty impressive list. And um, a lot of people are quite excited about it. Um, and before I forget, the Trump doesn't pay taxes. Candle is back. And he must release his tax returns like they were in 2016. You know what, guys? He was voted in 2016. He didn't release his taxes then. He's not releasing them now. Um, he does have plans to release them, which he said before, but apparently because it's under audit, he can't release them. So on to the next scandal. I saw everything trending like it did in 2016. I saw Trump is a racist trending. I saw Stormy Daniels trending. I saw Trump, the dictator trending. Trump doesn't pay his taxes trending. So everything was trending today in the last couple of days, actually. So, um... Everything's new again. It's just a rings repeat and cycle, and that's just how it's always been. And anyways, guys, I'm going to say adios for now. 
And in the meantime, thank you for listening. Until next time, don't be afraid to stand out and stand up for something or you'll most likely end up falling for anything. Thanks for listening to me here on It's Worth the Conversation. Please like, share, and leave me a five-star review. Love you all. Adios. Thank you.